0: You are tuned in to The T-Side, a podcast where we talk total health, life lessons, and music. I'm your host, licensed therapist, doula, and music enthusiast, Tanya D. Now let's get into it. Welcome to The T-Side Podcast. I am your host, Tanya D. And today is a very special episode of The T-Side Podcast because this is my first time going live using StreamYard. So You are a part of the test group. If all goes well, this will actually be uploaded on YouTube and possibly on my Facebook page. If it does not go well, you will just still have the audio version. But if you see me looking over at my notes, that's because I'm not comfortable going live, even though there's nobody else here with me right now. I get anxiety and I'll lose my whole focus, but. Like I said, I just wanted to test out StreamYard, see how it goes and all of that. We are still in May, so it is mental health awareness month. So I've been watching this whole Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial and I wasn't going to go live because, you know, I've been away for quite a while, but with everything going on, the more I thought about it, I kept having things to say I had thoughts, so. I was like, yeah, I got to go live. I got to talk about it because that's really the whole point of the Side podcast. We talk total health, life lessons and music from my point of view as a trauma survivor and a therapist. So with this whole case, you know, it definitely has all of those things and then some, but you know, I'm not fully ready to come back. I think the last episode I did. Was called a quick update. That was back in February. I said I'd be back in April. Well, now I won't be back until June because life. But my bathroom remodel that was supposed to take two weeks ended up taking two months. I'm trying to even, you know, still just get my whole house back in order. But anyway, I'll talk about all that nonsense later. But if you aren't familiar with this whole trial, it's, it's just been crazy. I think the trial has been going on for six weeks, but I think I started watching in week two and I've been watching every day. If you don't know, I'm well, if you've been listening for a while, you already know I'm different, hence the T side, right? So I like trials and jury and all of that. I actually like going to jury duty i was excited when i got picked everybody else tries to get out of it i don't know go figure but anyway i've always been a big advocate for justice doing right what and my favorite saying is what's right is right what's wrong is wrong and you wrong is two left shoes and that's just that i don't care who you are you know i went off on my grandma because she was being mean to one of my cousins he was like a step cousin so so what you can't be mean to them because of that i don't care who you are if you're wrong i'm gonna say something i'm gonna tell you about it so deal with it anyway if you don't know johnny depp and amber heard they're both american actresses actors johnny depp is suing his ex-wife amber heard for 50 million dollar defamation because she put out an article in the Washington post in December of 2018 saying sexual abuse and how she's the face of domestic violence, something like that. I don't even remember what it was at the moment, but basically he's saying he lost out on work. He, you know, got blacklisted from everybody. He can't get work now and his name is ruined, (sighs) but basically they got divorced in 2016. At that time, she was making all these allegations about domestic violence and all this, uh, UK publication newspaper, the son, they said that he was a wife beater. And basically she's saying pretty much that was, it wasn't because I wrote this article in 2018, you were already blacklisted and labeled as a wife beater, but Anyway, Johnny Depp, if you're not familiar, he's been acting since the 80s. I first remember him in being from being in Nightmare on Elm Street, part one, as the main character's boyfriend who always wore headphones. And then he became most famous as a heartthrob in the TV show 21 Jump Street, which most people around my age know him from. The younger generation knows him as Captain Jack Sparrow from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I think there's been five of them and it was two or three weeks ago when I actually decided to watch the first Pirates of the Caribbean because I just really had no interest and truth be told, I saw it and yeah, it was okay, but I think I fell asleep on the very, very end. So I have no desire to watch any of the other ones. I do remember Johnny Depp. I like him actually, I like him in the movie Chocolat, which most people don't mention he was in Charlie and the Chocolate Chocolate Factory, the remake. I didn't watch that either. But my personal favorite role that he played in was Edward Scissorhands. I love that movie. I love his character. And actually that character seems after watching this trial seems more like him and his personality, very timid, but anyway, that's neither here nor there at the moment, but Amber Heard, she played in Zombieland, which I've heard of, have no idea if it was a TV show movie. I don't know, but she's like a B-list actress. She was in the movie Aquaman, which is a huge DC comic book movie as she played Mira, the supporting character, the love interest to Aquaman, who is Jason Momoa. Honestly, I saw the movie and she was okay. I think it was more so the movie. It just didn't feel like she was like the love connection was there. I'll say that it was eh, okay. It, It. I guess the way the movie was set up, I just didn't buy it. I don't know. It just seemed awkward. And she's going to be in the upcoming movie, Aquaman 2, but I think she was in also a TV show called The Stand. I haven't seen that, hadn't even heard of it. Crazy thing is I knew who Mira was, but it wasn't until the trial started that I realized Amber Heard was Mira in Aquaman. I had no idea who she was. So. I wasn't familiar with anything about this case, none of it. Before I go on, I have no stakes in this game. You know, like I said, I like the law. I don't really care who's right, who's wrong. Now I'm going to give a trigger warning because some of the things in this may be very triggering for abuse survivors. And that reminds me, like I said, May is mental health awareness month. If you need resources or need help. If you're in a domestic violence situation, any suicidal thoughts, substance abuse, definitely reach out, get some help. There's information down in the description. You can reach out online through phone numbers and get some much needed help because I, even outside of this case, I think just looking at the news the other day, aside from this whole situation with the school shooting, People are dying. People are taking themselves out, overdosing. It's just horrible. It's too much, but I also don't watch the news for that reason, because it's just way too much for me. I'm doing good to keep myself together. Now I grew up in a home with family violence. My father was very abusive, verbally abusive, physically abusive to mostly my mother. But he would just do things just, uh, I don't know. He, cause he, it was weird. He had these really long, thick fingernails. I was always jealous. I'm still jealous. My nails don't grow like that. But again, he would just dump you with his, just with his fingernails or he'd take a rubber band and flick it at you and laugh. Like why, what's wrong with you? So I grew up around that. And that was towards me, he would hit my mom, but he also did drugs and drank. I grew up around that too. To be honest, when he was high, it may have been worse. I don't really know when he was, or was not high. He was just kind of a overall, just kind of a jovial guy. Everybody liked him, but he definitely had a mean streak. Definitely. Um, But again, he also had a lot of issues. I've also been sexually abused. So I know what that is. I know how people act, but also I'm a therapist. I worked in a sexual assault center where we only saw sexual assault survivors for five years, five years. That's it. I helped create the curriculum for the adolescent group of survivors. I did the sexual assault group for women. While I was there, I saw men, we saw people 14 and up. So I saw men and women who'd been in horrible relationships. I've seen women who had been left for dead. Okay. So. I've heard all the stories also because I came from that background. I have a tendency to believe people when they say they've been abused. Now we jump to this whole case. It's crazy because to be honest, a lot of what's being said, it's almost like a, he said, she said, and the whole trial with the son. In the UK case in 2016, 2017, he lost that case. So basically from 2017 on, he was considered a wife beater. And so with this defamation case, he decided to make it public. So it was televised so people could see his side of the story. And this is where it gets crazy because all of it's like Hollywood, right? Except the case is in Virginia. So he, and honestly, after listening to some of the testimony, I'll say I started out like, okay, I don't know anything about this case. It could go either way for me. listening to him. I was like, yeah, the way he's saying it, like it was something about he cut, she threw a vodka bottle and it cut off his finger. Pretty much. I was like, you know. And now I still don't really believe that she cut his, that the vodka bottle being thrown necessarily caused it. Possibly he could have done it to himself. He could have been throwing the bottle or who knows. But I was like, okay, maybe that happened. Maybe it didn't. But when she started telling these stories, they were so grandiose. They were just... And they had a lot of gaps in them. She would say, oh, well then I don't remember, or, oh, well, maybe this happened or she'll say he hit me, but he slapped me. Like one thing she said, he violently attacked me and he threw me across the room and he was on top of me on the table. So, so did he throw you like in a movie? like across the table, like, you know, it was the Hulk or something. I don't even understand. Like what she was saying just didn't make sense. And she, cause Johnny Depp always wears, if you see him on TV, just in interviews or on the red carpet, he always, he usually has on a lot of rings, like on all of his fingers. Right. And she said he kept punching me in the face and here's pictures. You, if you were punched in the face with rings, you would have a lot more damage than dark circles kind of under your eyes or by your nose. Oh yeah. She also said during that particular fight, he pretty much broke her nose and it's like, what that's not possible because the next day she went on to the James Corden show. And said it was the makeup that covered it up. Makeup is not going to cover up swelling like that. And because I've worked in child abuse, there's stages of bruises. A bruise will last seven to 14 days. Okay. It's not going to be gone the next day or light enough for makeup to cover it up. Okay. It is just not even possible and she was like oh i put ice on it ice is not going to take down all of the swelling it's just not so i was like yeah okay girl i don't even believe you but then uh the forensic psychologist for johnny depp came on and she diagnosed because amber said she had ptsd from all of this domestic abuse from johnny so the forensic psychologist that gave her a diagnosis of borderline personality disorder, histrionic personality disorder, but said she did not meet the criteria for PTSD, which is what she actually claimed and borderline personality disorder in the DSM five, which is the diagnostic statistical manual five is the fifth version. So. That's how you diagnose and there's nine criteria for borderline personality. You have to meet five and I'm not here to say she has, or doesn't have any of these diagnoses, but I will say she definitely meets a lot of the criteria based on the DSM five, just saying, remember I said her stories were really grandiose Mm mm-hmm but she also had gaps in the stories or she started telling two stories at the same time. It just didn't make sense. And I was like, Oh, that's those diagnoses, those match up. (laughs) Here's a story. I actually worked with a lady. I had just been doing therapy probably about two years. Right. And she came in, she had a, this was at the sexual assault center. So (laughs) she came in because something had happened to her. And I remember talking with her. She told me because her knee was really swollen and I asked her about it and she said, oh no, I got bit by a spider. It got infected. Okay. So I wanted to make sure she was okay. Right? So I'm asking about this because it was like her knee was as big as her thigh. Like it was swollen, swollen. And she was like, oh yeah, I ended up, I ended up having to go to the emergency room. They drained it. Oh, whoa. Like it was really bad, but she didn't follow up with the treatment. She was like, yeah, you know, okay, whatever. And she was telling me all of these stories. She was talking about her cell phone and getting her number changed. And after I talked to her, I remember going to my supervisor saying, I don't really even understand. I don't know what to put in my notes because I don't really know what was going on with her. I honestly, I don't even know if she's even at the right place for therapy. I don't even know if anything happened to her because it was just a lot. She was saying And then I said, as I was talking to my supervisor, I was like, you know, I feel like I'm going crazy. I don't even know what to tell you. To explain what she said, and you know what, (laughs) her response was that right there is how you know you are working with somebody who has borderline personality disorder, because you will come out and you will feel like you're crazy because they will tell you a whole lot of things and nothing at the same time. And listening to Amber Heard on the stand is exactly how she sounded. Amber Heard would not know specific details about the abuse, but she knew random details, like how dirty the carpet was when he slapped her. So wait, were you on the floor or were you on the couch? Because you just said two different things. And she'd be like, no, I didn't say that. Okay, girl, what, whatever. She talked about all of these different incidents. And to be honest, I, I don't know what, what, but yeah. I'm just not going to even go in all that. And the extreme details that she gives with her stories and how she blows them out of proportion, like he kept punching me and punching me and punching me in my face with all these rings on. And you only have dark circles, like in the corner of your eye by your nose and People online were saying that that could have been from Botox or something like that. And she, oh, and she had a busted lip. Before I even heard anybody else say it, I was watching her actions on the stand and she would bite her lip all the time in that one spot where she said her lip was busted. Her lip wasn't swollen, but her lip was busted. You get hit in your mouth, your lip is swollen. Plain and simple. It. In the spot looked more like a cold sore. Like it was a scab, probably from her biting her lip. So I wasn't buying that either. Now, Johnny, on the other hand, well, let me say that both of them had history of traumatic childhoods. Okay. Again, I had one of those too. You just grow up, you have issues. Technically they both had a history of using drugs, alcohol they even talked about an incident where they went to a trailer park, like them and a bunch of friends and they were doing MDMA. Like it was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's do drugs. Let's go to this place and smoke weed and drink and do drugs. Cool. But when you have people who are celebrities, it's kind of like part of the course. It's like, okay, yeah, they have access to it. They do it. It kind of is what it is, right? Whatever they even had on their wedding itinerary, something to the effect of, you know, the ceremony, whatever drinks and drugs. Like it was a whole part of the wedding to do drugs crazy. They would just like, again, these are celebrities doing celebrity things. Cause even if you gonna do drugs at your wedding, you're not going to put it on the itinerary. you just not, you're just going to do it. Right. Okay. Do what y'all do. So again, as he said, she said, but she kept saying he would drink, he would do drugs and he would forget things. She would take all these pictures, right? Take pictures of him sleeping. They went to the, to his Island in Bermuda for him to detox at one point. She was taking pictures of him, talking about all he did was sleep. Let that man sleep. He was in the nod from coming off the drugs. He was detoxing. That's what happens when you detox and she started to record him pretty much being really angry because he wanted to leave the island. He wanted to, you know, just go and do drugs again. He was detoxing. That's what happens. You're not happy about it. It doesn't feel good. It hurts. It's painful. Especially when you're coming off of opiates and things like that. Which brings me to my other point. She had been prescribed Seroquel, which is an antipsychotic mood stabilizer. So technically, she already had a therapist. She had been prescribed psych meds, but she did all these drugs. He was prescribed Adderall, and they went through some other things that he was on. But he would drink, you can't take antidepressants and drink because alcohol itself is a, dep- a depressant. So technically if you, it just kind of cancels each other out, you just can't do it. I take an antidepressant, I don't drink that much because I can't, it just is what it is. So, technically, if you're doing all these different drugs on top of what you're prescribed and you're drinking, it's just a bad combination. But to say he technically had all these issues when he did drugs and drank, but she didn't have any problems. She was great. That just doesn't add up for me. You just can't say it's one-sided. But this is what triggered me and to be honest, I can still hear it. It's so disturbing. She would secretly record him, which again, she would do stuff and you could see it in the videos to try to set him up, to lead him into saying things. She was like, what's wrong? Nothing happened this morning, but you just walked in. He was slamming cabinets and all this stuff. But he didn't do anything to you. What, what's the problem? You walked in on that shit. You should have turned around and left. If he's so abusive, you so afraid of him. You're not going to egg on an abuser that I do know for a fact, you're not going to talk to somebody who potentially could break your nose. You're not going to talk to them any kind of way. You just not. Cause you doing everything and walking on eggshells to not get hit, but I don't even remember what I was going to say. Oh, these audio recordings, I think part of their therapy, their couples counseling was to record each other. And to be honest, that took me over just listening to her one of them. She had this cackle and it just makes me cringe because she literally sounded like the wicked witch of the west it was so creepy just uh but she would call him a baby you're being a baby and she basically let let it slip several times you always want to leave you just want to be the stand. great you're doing the right thing you're a stand-up guy you leave instead of fight what yeah and there's audio where he was like Yeah, I left without talking to you because you just came around the bed and you hit me. And then there was one where she was saying, I didn't punch you. I hit you. I'm sorry I didn't give you a proper slap across the face. Like what? But he's abusing you. Now, again, I tend to believe people... I'll take you at your word. And that was her word. She, she was like, just because I was throwing pots and pans, bitch. I, and I was sitting there. I was like, oh, this bitch is crazy. So to be fair, if you do have a lot of childhood trauma and borderline personality disorder, you may tend to do things and not quite recall. What you did, or you'll do it because you act impulsively. You have this serious fear of abandonment. So, pretty much, he because he got up and left without speaking to her, much, she was so afraid that he was leaving. But she was the one that caused it, right? So, see what I'm saying? And so, she would histrionic, she would overemphasize and over dramatize everything. And then it came down to just watching this case, her witnesses, although a couple of them may have been helpful for her case. Okay. They always seem to give a hint of something that was in Johnny Depp's favor. Cause just watching this girl on the stand, trying to cry was traumatizing all by itself. Okay. She was on the stand for two days and made all types of ugly faces and (laughs) but she didn't drop not one tear girl by not having it i'm i'm (laughs) i was like i'm so done with her so her so-called friends she's not friends with them anymore they used her their depositions from 2019 2020 from this uk trial right they didn't even come in to testify on her behalf The only person that came in was her sister who looked really traumatized all by herself. It was kind of scary, but she was the only one that said that she saw Johnny abusing or hitting Amber or anybody else. Okay. But her acting coach was also, you know, on video and she was like, you know, I've totally heard them argue. she even went to this trailer park with them. Right. And basically she said, again, she, it, I don't even think she realized it because again, it was video deposition. She wasn't there. She hadn't seen Amber on the stand looking crazy. She said, you know, and I knew, you know, it was really bad because she was crying. But when she was, you know, because, but she had trouble crying when she was acting (laughs) again, it was just telling in the caliber of the witnesses, expert witnesses uh, child. Okay. This one man, Dr. Spiegel, they say he looked like, uh, Mr. Burns from, uh, what is it? The Simpsons or doc Brown from back to the future. This man looked like a lunatic. He sounded like a lunatic. He was diagnosing Johnny. He, based on the movies he's seen him in. So you diagnosing Johnny with narcissistic personality disorder based on Captain Jack Sparrow? Sir, sir, you need your license pulled. Stop it. And he would, and it sounds like her whole team, to be honest, I'm not going to say that they much were in on this whole facade, but they didn't, Amber didn't turn over her phone or submit the pictures like she was supposed to, and she could still be what they call sanctioned. She could be fined for that even after the trial, win or lose, right? And they they did a good job. The team did a good job keeping out a lot of evidence because there was a lot more that could have been in that would have made her look a lot worse. So they did good with that. But basically they switched up their defense in the closing to because Johnny asked for 50 million. In the closing they said pretty much because of that, you know, she decided to ask for a hundred. But they could never prove she was even worth 50. They had these people come on And say she's losing out on money because she based it on jobs she could get in the future. And they related her to to Gal Gadot, who is Wonder Woman. She's been in the Fast and Furious franchise. And Jason Momoa, who is Aquaman. He's not a side character. Also, they uh, said Zendaya, stop it. Again, Zendaya's been acting since she was 13 on the Disney Channel. Never saw her in any of those. She was um, in the Marvel Spider-Man movies, which is more of a side character. However, she's the star of Euphoria, which is a big show. She goes by one name. We know who Zendaya is. So, again, it's not comparable. Much you and they said she could have made up to thirty million dollars. Again, it's not even fifty. Where are you getting hundred from? That her whole case is a just a bunch of shit. But he said she had PTSD and you know, now she has to have handlers around her and people have to be aware and touch her a certain way. And you know, when she does movies, she has to Make sure everybody's aware. That's fine. I'm not saying she doesn't have PTSD. I have PTSD from the mailman comes to put the mail. My mail slot is on my door. They put the mail slot. If I hear him open and he slam the thing down, I'm going to jump. I've been in this house for a long time. It will still make me jump. Okay. I just, I know what PTSD symptoms look like. Also when you're sexually assaulted a lot of people get ptsd again i worked with them for five years i know what it looks like and she doesn't have that okay so they're still deliberating the jury is deliberating so we'll see how it turns out but uh, i'm just saying (laughs) you know she wasn't credible the Information she presented wasn't credible. Her witnesses weren't credible. Her, her team didn't seem to be cohesive at all. So they ended up not tracking the time, right on closing. They had two hours for closing. The one guy went up there and then the female attorney went up there. When they got done, they had six minutes left for rebuttal. Versus Johnny's team who had 39 and they also had a female attorney and a male attorney who went up to do closing for him. So all the way down to poor time management, they switched it up from she's telling the truth to in closing first amendment rights. She has a right to say what she wants, but not if it's a lie, not if it's defamation, you can't do that. So she's got, I think Johnny has three counts and she has three counter claims, but they're all based on statements the, that Johnny's attorney made. And that's the whole issue, you know, is the, his attorney acting on Johnny's behalf, yes or no, it just depends on how the case rolls. I guess in theory, yes. But if I go with just what was presented in court, no, technically they did not prove that he was making those statements on Johnny Depp's behalf. And I think out of the three, cause I did kind of go through with an attorney online. We looked at the jury instructions and the verdict form, going through all of them. I would say one count that clearly meets for Johnny, possibly two, but pretty much if he wins on one, that's fine. All of hers. Yeah. That gets thrown out. She didn't prove that she lost anything. She still has her L'Oreal contract. She is still in Aquaman too. So she's getting money. Oh, the craziest thing she got $7 million out of her divorce settlement. And she said she didn't want the money. It wasn't about money. She was going to give it to split it between two charities, the ACLU and the Los Angeles children's hospital. Well, Elon Musk made some donations on her behalf. I don't know if she made one payment to ACLU. I don't remember, but not even a million dollars has been paid to the two of those combined. Um, uh, ma'am, what are you doing? And she said, because Johnny sued me, but you had 13 months between the time you got the money and the time you were sued. So then she was like, well, I pledged it. Well, I use in the Johnny's the terms like, well, you said you donated it. Well, I did. As soon as I got the settlement, you pledged it. She said, I did not pledged at all. And so the attorney was like, pledged and donated is two different things. Well, I'd use them synonymously. Okay. Well, just because that's what you do fine. So then Johnny's attorney <laughs> caught her cause she was in Denmark or somewhere else and she did an interview and was like, yeah, I donate, donated all $7 million. 3.5 to ACLU, 3.5 to the children's hospital, but you did not. And the hospital came on and the ACLU came on and said, no, she has not. But technically you got your money. from much if Johnny, cause I think he would have got 25 million for Pirates six. Uh, okay. But he also said he wouldn't do any other movies for Disney and no, Warner, so pretty much who much he doesn't care about the money because they were like, so how much money did you lose? And he was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't keep up with that. That's what my accountant does. And his accountant is the one who came on and said how much he would have made. It's just a whole mess. But bottom line, she's, she's guilty of sin. She's wrong. Very manipulative. And I'm not saying that he did not abuse anybody. I think. If, and when he did, it was more defensive versus offensive. In the different audios, he was like, yeah, I left. And she said, you always leave. And he would leave the room and she'd follow him. And she was, he was trying to get out the car one day to go in the house, to see his daughter. She totally went. She freaked out. She was like, you're killing me. Stop. Why do you keep poking me and pushing me in the corner and saying that he was like, I just said, I want to go and I'll be back in a couple of hours. Like it was, she, she was way, way up here at like 12. Like girl, bring it back down to a seven, at least like you doing the most. So I will say I've talked to several men who have been victims of intimate partner violence. It doesn't look the same because one, let's be honest, women are more manipulative and vindictive and they don't have as much strength as a man does. So they will hit you, you not, it's not going to necessarily show up. Technically you get slapped across the face. It might be red, but that's, it. it is not going to be something really severe or they punch you in the arm, nobody sees that. I've talked to men on the phone when I worked the crisis line. These men would be locked in a room. I could hear the lady banging on the door saying what she would do. Like it was, and I'm like, do you need me to call the police? They were like, no, no, she'll calm down. I guess I'll just stay in here until, uh, she tries to come in the door, I'll just go in the bathroom. like." And it sounded like Johnny. It, it just sounded like Amber Heard was the aggressor. Plain and simple. She would say things, and I've heard, I've heard that in my own house. The things she would say to belittle him. And honestly, again, it was the audio. I was triggered. I was so triggered, and I was so upset. But at the end of the day, I really just want them both to get some help. He came from a a background where his mom was more abusive and his dad would just leave. His dad wouldn't hit the mom. So he was like, I would never hit a woman. That's what I learned growing up. You don't do that. You just take it or you leave. And so he would try to leave because she's got this fear of abandonment. That would set her off. She wanted the argument. She wanted the fight and he wasn't having it. And I think in his therapist notes talked about, he didn't even, he had second thoughts about wanting to get married. And I'm like, you should have, you shouldn't have done it. But he did. He's 58. Think she's 30. She just turned 36. She has a one-year-old daughter. <sighs> I just got to pray for that baby. Cause the mom. To be honest, she could get help because there's another word for borderline personality disorder. You know, everybody has a new name for things these days. It's emotionally unstable disorder. I don't really know if that is better for me. <laughs> that sounds like you're crazy. At least borderline personality can be interpreted however you take it. But okay, she needs to get into some serious therapy to recognize her behaviors, to be able to manage them. Because to be honest, it may not ever go away, but at least as long as you know what's going on and you recognize it and acknowledge it, you can work on it. You might have to work on it all day, every day, but you will stop blaming everybody else because this girl didn't accept responsibility for anything they played audio she like no i didn't say that let me like well let's play this audio that's not what i said girl we all just heard you what's wrong with you like nothing was her fault ever and that's going to be her downfall that's going to be her issue technically saying she was like i didn't leak the audio to t the video to tmz and then she turned around and said, "But if I did, I would have done it better. I wouldn't have done it like that, okay? But you just said you don't know how to do it. So how you gonna do it and do it better? Pretty much. But it was crazy because again, it's Hollywood, right? Johnny Depp's attorney even had a legally blind a few good men moment, because that's the thing. You just let Amber keep talking. She's gonna mess herself up, because." She says things spontaneously and then she'll go back and try to clean it up. Right? She was like, and that's why I wrote the article. She said, because he's powerful. The attorney was talking about all these men who are all these people who pretty much came in Johnny Depp's defense, like ex-girlfriends from 1990s, the police officers who were trained in domestic violence, doctors, Hollywood people. She was like, they all on his payroll, the police not on Johnny's payroll because that particular night, two different sets of officers came out. So all the police are on Johnny's payroll. Okay. Pretty much when they talked about this trailer park incident, I don't know that man, so she went from, I don't know him, although she said she had talked to him. She was like, I don't know that man to, he wasn't there. So they were like, so you saying he lied he wasn't there i'm not saying that i'm just saying he wasn't there he doesn't know but he okay like it so the attorney to be honest did the right thing was just like okay you can't keep arguing with that because that's what she wants it's pointless but she said and that's why i did it because you know he's a powerful man i wrote it And then a few minutes later, she said, again, that's why I wrote the article to speak out against powerful men like him and others. So you did write the article about him with malicious intent. That's the whole point of this trial. She knew what she was doing when she wrote that article and she's acting like, well, no, because the article, it said sexual abuse and the other things, right? she had never really claimed he had sexually abused her, but he was already a wife beater, but then you put out that article with a title talking about sexual abuse, she was like, well, I didn't write the title. It don't matter. She messed up because she retweeted the article. She was like, well, pretty much I didn't do it. I just, you know, somebody else did it and I just, you know, shared it, but according to the law, if you add to, you can put a link, that's fine. But if you add context or say anything about that link, then that becomes your responsibility. And she said, today I published an article and you shared that with other people to see, to hype yourself up because the crazy thing, the article came out like right before Aquaman came out. She did it for publicity and it, she didn't care about what happened to him. And technically that's the definition of malice in the legal sense, in this case, with reckless regard for how it affects others. And she did. So he wins the case on that one count. The other two, maybe, maybe not, but in my eyes, he won. So justice for Johnny. And honestly, in the court of public opinion, with all these videos and audio going around, everybody was like, oh girl. Mm-mm. She'd get more sympathy if she would just acknowledge it, but she's not so her fault. So <laughs> that's all on her. She got to live with, you know, the consequences of that and you know, whatever. But I mean, like I said, I just really hope they both get the help they need apart from each other, but look, I'm, I got to pull it up. Uh, the theme song for today, I, this song came to me a few weeks ago. It's crazy by Norles Barkley. If you remember that song, because of course, you know, I can't play it, you know, copyright, but the first line is that I remember when I remember I remember when I lost my mind, there was something so pleasant about that place. Even your emotions have an echo in so much space. And when you're out there without care, yeah, I was out of touch, but it wasn't because I didn't know enough. I just knew too much. So that made me think about Johnny. Technically he knows this abusive behavior. Oh, another thing real quick. See, my mind jumps. If I don't have a uh, script, I'm all over the place, but a person who is abusive, they tend, because it's about power and control, they pretty much will cut you off from finances, supports, friends, family, all of her friends, Johnny, he had, he had all kind of property. So. She much, had a set of penthouses, five penthouses. Her sister lived there, her friend, the friend's boyfriend who became the husband and another friend lived there at one point, like all these people that were her friends in the divorce settlement. She pretty much asked for a place for the friends to live herself, a car. She, she was just extra. So, technically, she had all of her people. He didn't have a lot of support around him. Pretty much, he took care of his mother. He got a house for her across the street. And again, remember, mom was abusive to him growing up. Pretty much, he still took care of her. So, it's not like he's a mean, evil, vindictive type of guy the way she's trying to make him out to be. He didn't have the support like she did, but all her friends mooching off him. He didn't ask for rent. He let them all stay there for free. Anyway, so to be honest, they both have issues. That was just the most toxic relationship. They dated, they started dating in like 2013, uh, 11. I don't know. They did a movie called The Rum Diaries. Ain't never seen that either. Had never heard of it. But basically, it was violent from the beginning. A honeymoon picture. He had a black eye, like, oh, he shouldn't have married her. It was, I don't know, but you know, love is blind. They say the end of the lyrics of this song said, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe you're crazy. Maybe we're crazy. Probably. So (laughs) that really just sums it up for me. So the theme song for this episode. It's crazy by Norris Barkley, and I'll have to link it so you can go and watch the video. I think I'll put the lyric video up there so you can really see the words and see what it's saying. Anyway, that is it for this episode. I will be back probably in a couple of weeks. We're going to see how this stream yard thing goes. I will be doing some more, probably some live episodes where you can, you know, hop in and comment and all of that, maybe hop on the stream with me. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. And again, if you are in a situation or dealing with substance abuse, mental health issues, there will be links for all of that down in the description. So until next time, take care of yourself. You're worth it. Thank you for listening to the Side Podcast. Be sure to follow me on your favorite listening platform so you get notified when new episodes come out. You can also connect with me on social media at T underscore side podcast on Instagram and Twitter, as well as on Facebook at the Teesside Podcast. You can also head over to the website, theteessidepodcast.com, where you can leave a comment, send me an email, or even a voicemail. I look forward to hearing from you.